Yeah, yeah, we're recording. Welcome to Bookstar, the Rockstar Bookstar Club, Rockstar Book Club for the 10X Rule by Grant Cardone. Grant texted us a few minutes ago. He's going to be 10 minutes late, so I am going to tell you guys a little bit about him and um, how this all came about. And then when he jumps on, we'll give him the floor. He has a TV show at 12 o'clock, so. If he gets on about 11.40, 11.45, I'm guessing we'll get him for 10 to 12 minutes. So um, he is an author, the author of many, many books. The book we that hopefully some of you had a chance to either listen to or read is The 10X Rule, which we're going to talk about today. But he's got a lot of other books. Um, Aaron Zucker gave me his book, Be Obsessed, Don't Be Average. I'm, I'm kind of reading that. And then Jeff Khalil said one of the books that changed him that he, that he read of Grant's was um, If You're Not First, You're Last. So he's got, I think, five, there's a real estate book that he gave me yesterday when I saw him that is, looks great that I want to read. And I watch a ton of his video content, and I've actually taken – He's got a bunch of online classes, and I've played around and looked around at those. So any, and, and they're on all kinds of topics. So if you want to brush up on, let's say, cold calling, he's got that, or qualifying or closing. So go on and check Grant Cardone University. Um, and he's giving deals all the time. You know, it's 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 pretty cheap if if it's not free. And then he. Um, he has a real estate show, which I love. Uh, he's, in, he's invested in thousands and thousands of apartments. And on Friday at noon, he does this real estate show where people call in and bring up bring deals. And he talks about deals, and he's got a whiteboard. I love it. And um, so all of you that I've been you know, trying to get you guys to invest, even though it's multifamily, he talks about NOI. He talks about curb appeal. He talks about raising the money, preferred returns, promotes. It's very educational. I highly recommend it. It is live Friday at 12, which is what he's going to do after he hangs up with us. But he also, it's also recorded. So I highly recommend you watch that. Um, Grant moved to Miami uh, a few years ago, I think four or five years ago from California because of the tax situation. And, um, I've just committed to him to invest in his fund that's buying an apartment complex in Delray. So uh, I think he, he's, you know, he, he makes, I don't know, he's got five companies, makes gazillions of dollars, and he's been basically has this training company and is taking the proceeds of the training company and now buying apartment complexes all around. So um, I loved the book. I happened on the book as an accident and just really loved it. So, um, you know, we'll jump in until I'm going to start talking about the stuff that I got out of the book. And then when we hear him jump on, we'll turn the floor over to him. And and as usual, if you guys, you know, have input, I'd love to hear it. So the premise, the over, overwhelming premise of the book is to set 10 times goals and then set 10 times actions to so you can reach your goals. So if, for example, it, it was funny, he had an interview with Lewis Howes, and he said, I want to do, you know, I want to buy 4,000 units. And I think Lewis said, well, why not 40,000? You know, take your own medicine. So if you want to make, you know, 300,000, why not make 3 million? And he says, look, do I think you're going to get the 3 million? 
I don't know. But you're definitely not going to get, you know, anywhere close to the three million if you don't try and and put a goal so so crazy out there that um, that you know you, you'll get. Let's say you get seventy five percent of your goal. So he's a big believer in setting huge, huge, huge goals, and then then very importantly setting actions that are 10 times the action because if you don't have if you don't understand and I think he's going to talk about this I've always said you know make the call make five calls you know go see someone five times before you take the no and before you give up and I think he'll tell you it's 25 or 30 times so that that the action is 10 times and that's as important as setting the goal so I just got a text from Josie that all of the calls have been muted. Can someone just speak up and tell me, unmute your phone and see if you can talk? Yes, yeah, so talking. Can you hear? Yeah. Okay. So I think we're okay, Josie. Um, so, so setting goals, you know, that are far out of, far outside the reach, and then what happens in your brain is your brain adjusts. You know, you're not setting, and, and, and you're, and you're not setting average goals. You know, there's, he says, you know, a lot of people say, well, just set goals that you know that you can achieve. And he's like, well, that's bullshit. You know, don't do that. Set goals that you, um, that you absolutely have a stretch for and then get your mind wrapped around that. And the, the bigger the goals and the crazier the goals, the better the goals. You, you know, you may not get reach the 10x. But you might get 8x or 7x or 6x, and you wouldn't do that if you didn't reach, you know, you didn't put them way out there. Um, okay, so Josie's sending me another text. So, Josie, if they're muting the new callers, when Grant calls in, is he going to be muted? Hello? I believe that is. I believe that is the problem. That's why I brought that to your attention. So how do we unmute that so that when he calls in... Okay, she just gave me the number he's calling from, so I, it seems like it mutes a certain number. Like when you reach a certain number, it starts muting everybody. Okay, so, so he's she, trying to call. She, she said she's going to call from this okay. number, and when I see that, I'm going to have to mute a couple other people so that he can jump in. Absolutely. You can mute everybody else but him and me. Okay, okay. Okay, so um, 10x the goals and 10x the action. And in what he also does, which some of you had already talked to me about this and emailed me, you know, I had never read my goals or reviewed my goals in the morning and in the afternoon. Um, and Damon John also brings this up, and definitely, and Grant Cardone talks about this in the book. And he and he talks about it when he says he's when he's frustrated and he's having a problem. The first thing he does as he goes back and looks at his goals. And I think that that, you know, that is something that I've never done. And, and just looking at them in the morning and in the evening brings it back to, you know, what's important, keeps us focused, focused et cetera. So, uh, so that's like the main focus of the book. And then it goes off in a bunch of different directions. One of, the, one of my favorite parts is when it talks about fear, and that when you feel fear, 
it signals you're, in the, you're going in the right direction, and you actually should seek out and embrace the fear because it's screaming you're doing the right thing. And he says the, thing, the, the worst thing you can do for fear is to add time to it because time fuels the fear, meaning, okay, I should make this cold call, but before I make the cold call, let me prep for the cold call or let me go get a cup of coffee before I make the cold call. And the longer you put between the act of the cold call and the delay, the larger the fear gets, the larger the discomfort and the more apt to you doing something else and distracting yourself away from the actual thing you're supposed to be doing. So take this, so if you feel fear, you know, go all in on that fear and do what you're most afraid of because that's what you're supposed to be doing. Josie, how are we doing? Good. Okay. So, um, so that, so can you, those can are you some. Can hear me at all, Beth? Yeah, who's that? It's, it's Jeff Khalil. I, uh, yeah. I just want to jump in when you, when you talk about fear. And one of the, his book that, that I listened to was Seller Be Sold, not if, if you're oh, okay, not thank Seller you. Be Sold. Hello? Fantastic book. Hi. Hello? Hi, this is Kayla with Grant Cardone's office. How are all of you? Hi, great. How are you? Great. So I have Mr. Cardone. Just give me one moment, please, okay? Thank you so much. Jeff, hold that thought until he hangs up. Yeah, for sure. Hey, Beth, Grant here. Grant, thank you so much for being here. I know you've got to go because you've got your TV show. So let me tell you, I, I introduced you before you got on. I told everyone all about you, the classes, et cetera. I'd like to, I'd like to, I'd like to reintroduce myself to you. <laughs> Go for it. Sorry, I'm a dying, I'm a, I really want to be a rapper more than anything else in my life. I want to be a rapper or a comedian. <laughs> yeah, everybody wants to be somebody else, right? Yeah. I didn't no, tell you yesterday that I have an 18 year old who's a rapper, but that's for another call. Oh, well, you need, I need him to get down here and mix something with me, alright? Uh, yeah. So, so I know you want to introduce yourself, but let me tell you about the audience. They're all leasing agents. They all, what they do is they knock on doors to fill empty vacancies or vacancies in shopping centers. So the two things that I think that I'd love for you to speak about before you have to jump off is one, um, I always was, I always believed the Harvard study that, you know, you have to get five no's, you know, to get a yes. And I know that your number is way higher than five, especially like, you know, yeah. the example of how you met Elena. And number two, how, how blown away I was yesterday in your uh, sales room with the screen on the wall and how I, I, I tell these guys all the time how important it is to keep your stats. So if you could talk about cold calling and, you know, how, how many do you ha should you do before you give up or if you – and you probably will say never give up. And then the stats, I would love that. Yeah. So, you know, first of all, let me just say that to, to all of you that are on the call today, like the fact that you're willing to be in part of this club and – you know, to, to improve yourself says everything about you. Now, the question is going to be, because I've always been the guy that wanted to improve himself. Uh, me, Beth and I were talking the other day, and 
about somebody that was criticizing me, and I'm like, you know, what that person doesn't know is that I'm more critical of me and have been my whole life than they could ever be. And so successful people are critical of themselves, and they're looking to improve themselves because they know. You know, each of you know, no matter how hard it is, no matter what your excuses or problems might be, you know you have more potential in you than you're than you're achieving right now. And if you know that and you're a really honest person that then and, and, and you have high levels of ethics, that thing that thing is gonna gnaw at you no matter what you do. It's gonna gnaw at you this this potential inside yourself. So while your job is very difficult, not many people are successful at that thing, calling on the next calling on another person, but it's not just the leasing business. It's anything. It's, it's the, the guy that wants to be a rapper. It's the comedian that wants to be a comedian. It's the actor. I mean, you want a hard job? Go be an actor in Hollywood. <laughs> so, so it doesn't matter. Car salesmen, plumbers, contractors, roofers, all jobs are hard to, to be really successful at. Being a real estate agent is difficult. So we all know that to be successful is difficult. And the thing that I talk about in the 10X rule in the book that you guys are going to go over is the four levels of action. There's only one level of action. If you study, if you study the last, if you study the last 2,000 years of successful people, anybody from Jesus to Gandhi to you name it, okay, to, to presidents, princes, and kings and People that are self-made, people that weren't, didn't inherit their success, they all took levels of action that were abnormal. And in the 10X rule, I talk about four levels of action. You do nothing. You can do nothing. You, th- th- those people aren't on this call today. Number two level of action is retreat. You were going to show up. You were going to show up for the call today, but something came up, so you didn't. So you retreated from this call. People don't take the action they need to take. They back up. They do something else. You were going to work out, but you didn't. The third level of action is normal. It's what most people take. It's the most dangerous. And the fourth level of action, there's only four levels of action, and the fourth one is massive amounts of action. This is what most people never get to because they're surrounded by a bunch of people that take average levels of action. Mm-hmm. And so that, that's what the book go, goes into. The book shows you why, as a leasing agent, it's probably not five phone calls because, let's face it, Harvard, Harvard uh, does not produce a lot of super producers. <laughs> Harvard collects a lot of money because Harvard is takes massive action. Harvard's got $38 billion worth of endowment. Most of it's invested in real estate, by the way. Mm-hmm. So, so all I'm saying to you is, whether it's a big group, look at look at uh, look at Jeff Bezos. Look at the amount of action this guy takes every day. So that's what it takes. Okay, okay. It, I, I think it probably takes eight to twelve phone calls just to qualify a lead. Mm-hmm. And, I, and, and as long as you're thinking with that, if you think it's going to take two calls, then you're going to write these people off. If you were trained then it's going to take 8 to 12 just to get them in a qualification process, then you might have the right or proper expectation. That's number one thing I want to leave you with. Number two thing, um, you guys got to surround yourself with people that are killers. 
with people that are killers, not bad people. I mean people that are so committed, so committed. And there's very few people like this. You're, you're talking about 1% or 2% of all the people you're going to meet in your life. 1% or 2% maybe of the people that you're going to meet in your life have the qualities necessary to continue on long after 98% of the people would quit. And that, that is where heaven on earth exists. That's when it gets good. Okay, that's when the payday, the freedom, the vacations, the friends, the connections. By the way, I haven't even mentioned money. That's where, that's where the real good stuff is. It's, it's in doing what 98% of the people won't do. So I really appreciate you making my book part of your life. Um, I want to send everybody a link uh, of me reading the book. I'm going to give you like a chapter or a couple chapters of it. I just want to send you a special gift for being on the call today and for, for, um, for uh, being part of the book club and, and, and being part of uh, Beth's life and, and, and letting me in your life. Uh, I hope you share this with your children, your spouses, your other family members, because I really believe it's a game changer. And I'm also – how many of these people are from Miami? Uh, I would say probably 90%. So I'm going to do a conference. I'm doing a big conference in uh, Miami at the Marlins Stadium, uh, February right. 1st, 2nd, and 3rd. There's going to be 35,000 entrepreneurs there. By the way, there's going to be some great prospecting opportunities there for you. Yeah. And we'll put together some special package for your book club uh, that maybe they can take advantage of the seats. Awesome. Thank you so much. Thank you for jumping on the call, Grant. I really appreciate it. Love you guys. Be great. And I look forward to meeting each and every one of you. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. Uh, you know, how blessed are we that we – this is that was our third author we've had this year. So um, – Hopefully now, Josie, you can unmute some of them, or if you can't, anyone that, that wants to jump in and, and who has read the book or has listened to the book and wants to give some input. I know, I know Barry, Stuart, Aaron, a bunch of you had shared that, or not Stuart, but Barry and Aaron, some of you said, I wanted to, you know, speak up. So, and Jeff, Jeff, you were speaking before, um, Grant jumped in. So why don't you finish about yeah. Sold or Be Sold? So sell or be sold. So you're, you know, and it's not this book, so I'm not going to divert to that. But you know, in life, you're constantly being sold or you're selling. No matter what, you go to a restaurant, you're looking at a menu, you're selling yourself on what to order, or you ask the waitress what she wants you to order or what her best thing. You're always going back and forth, selling or being sold. But you mentioned fear earlier, Beth, and and a lot of times, um, and in business, you, you know, you look at your calendar as to what you're going to do next. And sometimes there's nothing on your calendar as to what you should do next. And so it can even turn your stomach sometimes like, shit, you know, what am I supposed to do with the next two hours that I have today? And in Grant's book, he says, man, if you really want to know fear, if you want to feel fear, have some white space on your calendar. That's fear. He's like, that's the devil. White space on your calendar. He's like, he even, he even blocks off 15 minutes for downtime. Um, where he just sits back, takes a breath, 
and he has that on his calendar. He, every 15-minute block, and you hear even Dwayne Stiller at Woolbright says the same thing. He's like, fill your calendar, 15, 30-minute blocks, whatever you got to do, but always have something in your calendar for you to do next. So you don't have that empty pit in your, you know, feeling in your stomach, and pit of your stomach, like, shit, man, I'm, I'm at a loss of what to do. So that was just playing on your, on your bringing up fear because uh, that brought me back to the book. Well, you know, and, and I will share with you guys. So um, how I met him was uh, I was I went to – I'm on the UM board, and the UM uh, faculty, uh, the dean of the business school, reached out to me a couple weeks ago and said, hey, do you want to go to this thing in, at ULI? It's an awards thing uh, in Miami. And I'm like, sure. And I'm thinking it's a luncheon thing. And uh, I realize as I'm looking at my calendar, it's the night – the night after we get back from ICSE. So we all know, you know, I'm so tired. So it's Wednesday night. I just get back, and I'm like, the last thing I want to do on Wednesday is get dressed up and drive down to Miami and do, you know, a six. It's like cocktails at 5, and then, you know, you get home at 11 o'clock. But I committed, so I, you know, rallied and, you know, got dressed and drove down there. And while I'm in the – at the event, you know, I'm networking – and I run into an old colleague of mine, Robert Kaplan, who uh, I don't, I'm not sure. Oh, he's with Cushman Wakefield now. So he used to be our general counsel at Terranova. And we're chatting, and he goes, uh, I said, so you're busy? He goes, yeah, tons of multifamily financing. And he goes, hey, have you ever heard of this guy, Grant Cardone? I'm like, what do you mean? <laughs> yes, I love Grant Cardone. He goes, you do? He goes, he does all these videos. I go, well, I do all these videos. He goes, you do? He goes, you do videos? I go, I do. You know, so Robert has obviously never seen my videos. So I'm like, oh, my gosh, I love this guy. And he goes, oh, well, let's send him a video. So, and Robert holds his phone. He doesn't even know how to do it. So I grab the phone, and so we, we get on the, on the camera, and he goes, hey, Grant, I have my friend Beth here. Uh, she's like the mini you, and except female. She owns shopping centers and blah, blah, blah. She goes, he's going to respond in five minutes. So we go back to our tables. We're eating dinner, and my phone's buzzing, 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 but I'm in the, you know, they're doing this awards thing, so I can't look. I look down, and I see I have this video from Robert. So I leave the event, and I'm walking to the parking garage, and there's this video from Grant. You know, hey, Beth, I can't wait to meet you. You know, come to Aventura. Let's have lunch. And I'm like, this is awesome. And, and oh, by the way, you know, we're reading his book this month. So uh, so I then, so that's Wednesday. So I want to take action and take him up on his inv- invitation, like, immediately to have lunch, but I'm going to have – it's, you know, Wednesday before Labor Day, and I'm having knee surgery on Tuesday morning. So I'm thinking, okay, well, I don't want to call and set it up, you know, for tomorrow or the next day. Maybe I should have, but – and then I have knee surgery, and, okay, now I'm, you know, hobbling on crutches. And so – but I really wanted him to get on this call. So finally, yesterday morning, I'm now off the crutches. I'm on a cane, and I'm like, okay, I'm going to text him. So yesterday morning, I texted him, and I said, hey, Grant, this is Robert Kaplan's friend, Beth. I'm going to be in Aventura. Um, I know you have your show at 12 o'clock. I'm bringing, I, I brought him, those of you that saw me at ICSE, I said, I have these buttons for you, and I took a video of the button. Don't say no for the prospect. So I said, I have these buttons for you, for your sales guys. And, and he texts me right back. And, I, and oh, by the way, I, I you know I also I said, and I want to invest in your apart your new fund with your apartment complex. That probably helped, right? So he wrote back, you know, when can you be down here? 
And I said, uh, you know, between around 10.30 or 10.45. And he writes back, great, see you at 10.30. And so, but I was fearful of making the call. Like, should I call? Was he just being nice? Maybe I shouldn't call. Is he not going to call me back? Am I not going to get him on the book club call? You know, all that fear. And, you know, so it, just like what we all do, like, oh, should I call the TJ Maxx guy or should I, you know, go knock on the doors in Canvas? We all have it. We all have it, no matter how successful we are. But um, I'm so glad that I did it. I was so nervous. So Khalil, you know, had told me a couple weeks ago that he was a huge fan. So I called Khalil. I said, hey, I can't carry this box in. You know, do you want to meet me down there? He's like, because I called Khalil, what, what, the night before last. I said, are you still awake? Like, I called him at, like, 10 o'clock. I said, I have this idea. Let's go see if we can see Grant tomorrow. So, you know, maybe we go down there and he's not there. But um, it all worked out. But the point is, had the fear. I was nervous. Should I do it? Shouldn't I do it? And look what happens when you do it. You know, don't say no for the prospect, right? Like, I made the call, I, I sent the text, and he responded, and then we all benefited from that. So how great is that? So so we all have that fear. I'm going to shut up for a second in case someone wants to jump in. Hello? All right, so so another thing they talk about in the book, or, or what I wanted to talk about in his office, and Jeff, you know, I'd love for you to, I know you said it earlier before a bunch of people got on the call. In his, He's got like a boiler room. He's got maybe 25 guys and gals that are making calls for his training business. Uh, Jeff, if you can unmute your line and share with the group what was on the wall that we saw. Uh so, you know, his office was broken up into parts, right? So we were just kind of getting a tour of his office. He had his, you know, accounting team, his capital investment team. He had his PR folks. And then he had this sales floor, the boiler room, if you want to call it that, um, about 20, 25 folks. And he had this screen up on the wall that was broken into three categories. And like Beth said, you know, we were uh- – did I lose you? The categories. What's that? Okay, go ahead. Sorry, I thought we lost you. Oh. Um, so it was broken into three categories. I saw two of them. One was total time um, spent on the phone that day. I, I think it resets every day. I don't think it's a monthly thing. Cause t- so time on, on the phone and the amount of calls. Um, and there was 20, 25 folks there, and it went to the top 10. So it stopped at 10. So, you know, obviously being competitive, it keeps, it keeps your stats and your production level and your competitive spirit top of mind uh, when you're looking at it and staring at it. And you're like, damn, you know, I don't want to be number three. I want to be number one. I need to make more calls. Or I need to, you know, make more calls and spend more time on the phone. Um, so I don't know what the third category was, but it was cool to, to see that. And you rarely see that, that it's just right up in front of your face. Um, where you don't want to yeah, fall behind. And, 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 like, and, I, and I, you know, I talk about how important stats are all the time. And, you know, Kara's in the middle of it, you know, 55 calls a day. Since she started this this process that we've been working on, she, we're in it for about eight weeks. The week before ICSE, the week of ICSE, and the week after ICSE, three weeks, um, have been very hard for her to get back on track. And it's amazing how her deal flow and proposals and LOIs you know, fell. We talked about this 
on Friday, and then now this week she's back on at 55 a day, 40 to 55, and we have three more deals that popped up. It's amazing how this works. And, and keeping track, cause, you know, she, she would say to you, she would say to me, it's 4.30 and I'm only at 30. I'm gonna stay another hour and a half and finish. Cause you know, because we think we've made 20 calls and we've made three. Because we've made 17 calls that, you know, aren't, you know, you know, calling prospects. So, um, but yeah, so he's a huge, he's very big on that and he also talks about, um, talking about it was very funny. Jeff and I got uh, applause right two or three times. <laughs> He's like, "Give Beth and Jeff a round of applause." They were all, they were, they were very into um, positive reinforcement, and and I've seen him on other videos where he's in his sales room, and they don't talk about the crap or the shit or the obstacles. They talk about successes. You know, he does, he says, "I don't want to talk about obstacles. Let's get over the obstacles. Tell me what happened that that happened good or you know uh, or positive today." Um, he, he talks about in this book, The 10X Rule, that time management is, you know, you can't manage time. And there's a whole paragraph, you know, there are like a couple pages on that. And he, he says, and he talks about how important time is, and we all know that. But he, he actually, um, he said, look, if you're going to live till, like for me, if I'm going to live till 72, and he broke it down in a lot of different pieces, but basically I have 72 Mondays left. I mean, how, because I'm much older than the rest of you guys on the call, but 72 Mondays. And if that was money, you know, would you waste that money if that's all you had left? You know, it's, it's precious, and we need to, you know, utilize every single minute. You know, so, Aaron, are you, are you still on? Did you want to jump in or Barry? Yeah, speak up. I had my headset pushed back. Um, no, I, I'm about halfway through the book and definitely loving it. And I, I've, I've gotten through the part where he talked about the four levels and just really pushing it. In fact, I'll, I kind of decided I'm doing another conference in November. I kind of decided I wasn't going to do the ICSC Southeast Conference in Atlanta. So I, I had, yeah, there's, I, we all have our excuses. I had my own excuse, basically. And Frank, after I listened to that yesterday, we talked about, you know, pushing yourself and max effort. I actually just I booked it this morning. It's like okay, I had reasons I wasn't going to go. I'm going. Uh, awesome. I basically, fed off of that. It's like to hell with excuses. I'll be there. Oh my gosh! And, and I, there's a. I'm trying to find it in the book. He 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 is a whole thing about excuses. And um, th- this is so great. Listen to this. And he he, he abhors excuses as do I. He goes, haven't you? Um, he goes, you hear excuses all the time. For example. The client is leaving town. The client just got back into town. It's the end of the month. It's the beginning of the month. The clients have been in meetings all day. They're about to go into meetings. They just bought something. They don't have the budgets. They're cutting back. Business is bad. There's been a change in management. Uh, I don't want to bug them. They never return my phone calls. No one else can sell them. They're unrealistic. I don't know what to say. I'm not ready yet. I just called them yesterday and on and on and on. And, you know, he, he, there's, there's, a whole chapter on excuses and and find the one that you use and stop using it. And I thought I, I just loved that. I just love that. He also talks in in, when he, in the time management chapter. He talks about and I just had this conversation with someone at lunch two days ago. You may you may be on the call. If you can hire, you have to calculate how much you're worth an hour. 
And if you can hire someone and pay that person less per hour than you doing it, you must do that. Whether that's a housekeeper, whether that's, uh, you know, a car, someone to wash your car, I don't know what it is. But, you know, maybe it's a personal assistant, a virtual assistant. Maybe your company doesn't pay for an assistant. But if you're doing things that you shouldn't be doing and your company won't pay, you know, you, you have to think you are the CEO of your company. And don't, okay, well, my company won't pay for me to have an assistant. So, you know, and I'm making 150000 a year. And I could pay a virtual assistant 20000 a year, but I'm not going to do it because my company won't pay for it. It's bullshit. So you guys should be thinking about that. Or hire an intern from a college. And, yes, it takes time to train them, but you all know how many I've had. Some, some Most work out really, really, really well. Every once in a while you have one that doesn't. So you get to train someone, give them a peek into the industry, which I love, and they'll help you. So, so uh, again. yeah, go ahead. You mentioned um, excuses, and I just want to point out, because this is another book of his that I downloaded and listened to, was the um, Closer's Survival Guide. It's basically him going over, I can't remember, two to 300 excuses or no's or whatever from a prospect or a buyer, and his rebuttal to all of them. Uh, and it's, oh, that's it's, pretty, it's pretty fun. It, it's funny for one, it, and it's uh, it's really cool to listen to this stuff because uh, it's all true. It, there's always a way to overcome the excuse or the obstacle or whatever. Um, not always. I mean, sometimes they're just dead dead deals. But at the end of the day, most of the time you can come back with something, some sort of rebuttal or reply. So the closer survival guide, I would download that. It's not as long as a normal book, but it's 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 pretty cool to listen to. That's awesome. He he um in 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 this book somewhere, I don't know where it is. He he, he talks about three things. It's it's prospecting and it, these are not the words he used. These are the words I'm using. Prospecting, discipline and stats. So we probably all do a little bit of prospecting, but and some of us don't do any stats. And but the, the thing in the middle and the discipline, the discipline of the 45 calls a day or the 20 calls a day, and the discipline of doing the stats, the three, the, that's the trifecta. And he, I'm not sure where in the book that he talks about that. He also talks about um, uh, always saying yes, always saying yes, and having an opportunity of um, if there's an opportunity, like Barry just said, you know, saying yes to Southeast Conference. But saying, you know, uh, I was talking to Aaron earlier, and we were talking, he, in the book, in the back, he talks about how he wanted to do this TV show, and um, and he, he called the guy and he says, oh, I'm going to be in California so I can meet with you. And I think many of us have called retailers and said, yeah, hi, TJ Maxx, I'm going to happen to be in Atlanta, can I stop by and see you? And, and you know, you hang up and then and you, you book the trip, right? You book the trip that uh, that you that you suggested to TJ Maxx that you maybe already had. So I'm sorry. I'm get, I see I'm getting texts from many of you that want to speak. And so I guess what happened is we went over the – we have so many people that are on this call, which is a great thing, but it something happened with the system and it muted all of the new callers that came in after a certain time frame. So I apologize for that. Uh, what you could do, though, because I'm seeing your, that I'm seeing, you know, you're saying you'd like to say something. Just text me or 
uh, and, and I'll read your question uh, on air since we still have about 20 minutes. Uh, so he talks about uh, making sure that you are interested in the results. He says, successful people don't value effort or work or time spent on an activity. They value the results. And I think that for, for many of us, I, you know, busy work, right, or not planning logistically, you know, go, and I've, I've talked about this where we, we take a call and someone wants to see a space and, you know, so there was one thing of saying, yes, right, we'll show you the space, but there's also, you know, planning and making sure, well, I can show you the space uh, at 4.30 and then, and then because I have another showing at 5 and being smart about that and, and making sure we get good results. So there, there's a conflict like do, you know, I don't think running out in the middle of the day and then coming back later is good time management or using or, or getting the best results. So, you know, like in every book, I don't know if you guys saw Chris Russ's LinkedIn post this week, but he talks about we all read books. What did we get out of the book that we're still using? You know, and I think it's important to get one or two things out of a book and then continue to use it so that it, that we don't waste the time that we invested. Hey, Beth. Anyone else on the phone got have some input? Hey, Beth. Yeah. Hey, it's Gabe. <clears throat> Hi. So I wanted to go back. Hey, how are you? <laughs> I wanted to go back to your two points. One was tracking your data, and then the other yes. was what you just talked about, being busy with, with busy work. So you made the video with Kara, I think, what, a month ago about tracking the calls and noticing a difference. And that kind of made me realize and look at myself that I was not tracking how many calls I was making, how many DMs I was sending on Instagram. And I realized, counterpoint, that I was spending a lot of time doing busy work. And because I wasn't measuring my own metrics and data, I didn't realize how much time I was wasting. And when I looked at how many calls I was making versus the showings, I realized I really, I literally had to 10x what I wanted to do to get the results I need in the time that I have. So I just wanted to encourage, if you're not tracking your metrics, it doesn't have to be complicated. I just use a little notepad and I keep track of the calls and the instant messages that I send and, and I put it into my CRM so that you know, I can keep track of it for the week. But since I've started doing that, I've noticed a massive difference in the quality of showings I have and the number of showings I've had it's some pretty difficult spaces at one of my centers up in Margate. So I would just encourage it. It's made a big difference for me. Um, and the busy work part of it is, you know, as you're trying to build a brand on social media, if you don't have a plan of attack, so if I'm going to Instagram message 10 businesses today, don't get sidetracked by other stuff. Go in and out. Message the 10 and get out and move on to the next thing. Don't spend so much busy time doing research. Just get the message out and move on. Those are two really good points that have helped me a lot in the last few weeks. I love that. Thank you so much. The what the five the ten X goal that I that I changed is I my goal was always to do one buy one property every two years. And when I read the book, I've decided I want to buy five in the next year. So that's not completely ten X, but you know, kind of. And I, I'm investing in a leasing agent I know is buying a deal. I'm investing in his deal as a passive investor. Never done that before, but I'm all about you guys buying deals. So I want to give put my 
heart and soul behind him, and I'm going to be investing in Grant's fund in a multifamily deal. That's two, and I put in an offer on a deal in Broward County, a strip center yesterday. I don't think I'm going to get that one, but we'll see. Um, so that's my 10xing, and the the 10x of the actions is um, Grant talked about in the book when he had his first child. I'm not sure if it was in this book or a video because I think when he wrote his book, I'm not sure if he had a child, but I'm confusing all of the Grant stuff that the content. But he, I think it was in this book. He said that when he had his first child, he wanted to spend some time with his daughter, so he decided he and his wife Elena decided that he would get up an ex, an hour an extra hour early every day and take their daughter on an errand to like Publix or something and that would give his wife some extra time and he'd get an hour with his daughter before he um, went out for the day and uh, I've been also trying to do that as well getting up I've, I have now because of my knee surgery I have to do physical therapy three times a day so I have to make sure before I leave the house, I get that in. So I've also been trying to get up earlier, and it's amazing how just an extra 30 minutes can really add, you know, to what you get accomplished during the day because, A, you're up, you're focused on it, you get the thing done, you have to get done, and it, and you're just getting out and running earlier, and it's amazing. I know there's a lot of people on the call that are early birds. I see you posting social media, you know, at the beach, and, you know, I think that, that I was never the early bird, and I just think that life, if I only have 72 Mondays left, I don't want to spend them sleeping. So, uh, um, and I think that that's a way to 10x your activity by adding time into your day. I'm going to pause. Uh, Anyone? Uh, yep. I'll just say something. Um, hey, bud, how you doing? Um, and this is can this give is a Tony of a chance. Just sort of a quick question for you. All right, thanks. I'll talk to you soon. Okay. <laughs> Go ahead. Uh, all right. So this this is coming out of a, a different book, Damon John's book, uh, about, um, and maybe he that's forbidden on this call. But in any event, um, uh, he talks about how some people are morning people, some people are night owls. He's a night owl. He doesn't go to sleep till twelve one o'clock in the morning. Um, What's the name of that book? And that he's, is that the Damon John book? book? Yeah, Damon John. Um, uh, let's see, I got it here. The Power of Broke is, is mm-hmm. the name of it. And I like I like the book, but I didn't like it as much as some of Grant Cardone stuff. But some people are night owls, some people are early birds, and that's totally fine. He's like, if you get the time in the day and you get your work done, then it's fine. You don't have to wake up at 5 a.m. You can wake up at 9 a.m. and and work till midnight. You know, it, it's mm-hmm. just some people work better at certain parts of the day. You have to realize who you are and where, where you thrive, what time of day you thrive type of thing. As long as you're getting the work done, um, according to Damon John, it's, it's perfectly okay. Um, yeah, yeah. Which, because I'm not really – I wake up at five, and sometimes I'm groggy, even though I got to sleep. So maybe I'm not a morning person. So, um, you know, I I can attest to that. I have a text from Aaron Zucker. He says uh, he wanted me to talk about how Grant talks about when when he's having a struggle or he hits a bump in the road. What he does is he goes back and looks at his goals. 
And he said, this is very applicable to us, especially those of us without salaries, because it's a very emotional thing when we have deals that are dying, whether it's the tenant, you know, ownership is frustrated, frustrating or whatever, that what Grant does and what he talks about in the book is if I'm having a hard day or if I have a deal that craps out or if an obstacle came up that I wasn't expecting, he said, you know, I don't wallow in it. I pull out my goals and I sit down and I look at my goals and it brings me back to the why and helps me refocus and get back motivated. And um, Aaron thought that was really important for all of us. I agree. And, and Aaron and I had talked about this offline. It's, you know, he felt it was kind of almost like almost spiritual, you know, that that this is our goals is is our future and what we're setting for ourselves. So, um, OK, we have a bump in the road. No problem. Let's go back and take a look. What can we do? What can we do to help get, achieve these? He talks about in Chapter 20, Grant, about being omnipresent. And uh, I think that, you know, basically I always say to you guys, it's not who you know, it's who knows you. And we are very lucky in this day and age with social media to be able to be out there more than we could have in the past. And I think that whether you're putting out content or you're talking about your kids, you know, it's really, really helped me. I've become Facebook friends with a lot of national retailers, and it's really helped when I show up at ICSEs and I can talk to, you know, the guy who just, you know, hiked Mount Kilimanjaro versus saying, oh, when did you get in and where are you staying, which are the first two questions everyone asks when you go to Vegas. So, um, and I know there's some people that are like, I don't want to go on Facebook, I don't want people to know what I'm doing, but if they don't know you, and, and I'm not saying do it, you know, everyone, it's an individual thing. But I do think that, that I've, I've had relationships grow and strengthen because of my connections with people on social media. And, and I've had, you know, and, and because I put out content with, which some of the rest of you on this call do as well, people come up to me and say, oh, I watched your video or I saw your post. And so if they don't know you, they can't do business with you. We know that. So whether it's and, – and they hate, you know, especially the national retailers hate email blasts. So you may need to figure out, if I don't want to do social, how can I get the national retailers to know who I am? Because just because I know who they are doesn't mean they know who I am and they're not going to do business with you if they don't know you. So, and, it, and it's crucially important, you know, he talks about omnipresence, be everywhere, which he is. Again, he wants to give a free gift. I don't know all the things that he wants to give to you guys. However, I do want to say, once, you, um, once you're part of his funnel, you know, it'll, it, he'll, you'll get more emails from him than me. So uh, don't send me, only send me your email or an email that you want me to send to him if you're interested in that. And I do think that, you know, he'll send you a gift like he said. Okay, 1220 is approaching. Our next book is phenomenal. So sorry about the last couple books. I'm, I'm very happy we're back on track with easy to read, you know, relative, you know, related to what we do books. I'm keeping on that path from now on because the Ray Dahlia one I thought was going to kill me. 
and um, I'm I'm just gonna you know I love all you all, but I'm gonna I'm gonna read the book. If I love it, we're gonna do the book club, and and I will take recommendations, but. Um, the, the recent recommendations have not proven easy for me, at least, to read. So the next book is Fanatical Prospecting by Jeb Blount. I read it, I listened to it about, I don't know, a year, 18 months ago. I'm going to re-listen to it. I thought it was fabulous. I think you guys are going to love it. And it's on October 19th. And, um, and I hope everyone on the call, if you live in South Florida, please, 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 please come to the South Florida Independent Retailer Awards, which is on September 20th. It's next week. We've got about 150 people registered. It's the Oscar Awards for Mom and Pops. We have, I think, six categories. We have five or six nominees in each category. It's going to be so cool. It's at Signature Grand in Davie. So I hope that you... Um, I hope that you uh, come and show up, and all of the money. There's no one's making any money on this deal. It's, uh, it's we're doing this out of the, the goodness of our hearts. Any um, any money we make over our expenses is getting donated to Big Brothers Big Sisters. And now Aaron texted me and said that that's not the book for October. So I guess maybe that's November's book. So shame on me. I'm sorry. Next month, October 19th, is the subtle art of not giving a F. So the subtle art of not giving a you-know-what. So um, October 19th, get that book. Love that you guys were on the call. Anyone have anything to say before we sign off? Okay, if you want the free gift, send me your email. Tell me that you want it, and I'll send them your email. Love you guys. See you next week at Signature Grant.